0: In the late 1950s, a long, long time ago in a land far away, Mary, um, uh, Marcy Scobie befriended a young mom named Thelma Schaefer on Share Street in Springfield, Ohio. And really all Marcy did was be a friend. She was good at being a friend. And so this young family moved in right next door to her with a couple of with one young child and another soon to be born. And she just became a friend. They would share coffee together. And as a part of Marcy's life, she tried to share the good things that were a part of her life. And one of those good things was her church family, the Maiden Lane Church of God in Springfield, Ohio. So when she invited Thelma Schaefer along with two little toddlers, little Herbie and little Bobby, to come And be a part of the Maiden Lane Church of God. She just invited. She loved, she befriended, and she cared. It changed the trajectory of Thelma Schaefer's life and all the kids. As well as Marcy's life because of the friendship it blossomed. Not only did it change the trajectory of Thelma and Herbie and Bobby and Jerry and George. It changed hundreds of others of lives because... I became a pastor as a result of Marcy's invitation to the Mainline Church of God and got a, a, part of a, a church family who loved me and cared about me and God got a hold of my life. And for the last 40 some years I've pastored and people's lives have been touched and changed. My sister, Bobby, also married a pastor and they pastored in several different places. He eventually became a hospice chaplain and lives have been affected through their, their, their family. All Marcy did. And, and I had the privilege as she got older and she had a lot of health problems is to visit her and be able to tell her thank you for just befriending a young family that, you know, that, that, that she saw, she wasn't trying to get anything out, she was just trying to give. Befriending a young family and making such a difference in my life. We wouldn't be gathered here today except that Marcy Scobie cared, befriended, and invited. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. Um, in your outline, you know, when, as you change the calendar, it gives us an opportunity to reflect a little bit. And in December, I gave you some homework that I hope you took some time to do is to sit with God and ask Him to bring to mind um, how God was with you in the last year. What He did and and how He impacted you and the lessons that you learned and how you grew. And then also to ask Him to talk to you about the coming year. What you should do to make Him a priority. How He wants you to grow in the coming year. Um, in your outline I put that the lifelong journey for Christ followers is constant growth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to grow and allow God to use us. And these are just some of the kinds of phrases that we've been using around here. To grow in right side up intimacy and alignment with Christ. To get, go deeper in the relationship but also get more aligned and we've used that pipe line um, as an illustration of that to grow in living for the unseen, the eternal, things that last more than the seen, the material, the earthly. It's, it's growing in living and seeing with a heavenly round perspective from where God sits. Seeing from His angle instead of here. Um, seeing. And then this knees and nudge. Start the day on, on your knees, at giving your day to God, and then following the nudges. And so life is really a constant growing in that. And so for 2024, we've begun to um, give you some tools or some things that I'm challenging you to do. The first has been, so action so far in 2024 to prioritize that kind of living is to daily read unlocking the Bible devotional and the accompanying scriptures. Um, So we've got them back there. If there's a donation can if you can give. If you can't, just take one. Um, but so that we're all on literally every day on the same page. So it's a 365 day devotional um, every day. And, and so uh, here's the page for today. Um, and, and the design of this devotional is to take you from the beginning of the Bible, God's story, and then take us 365 days to the end of God's story. So at the end of the year, um reading this devotional and the accompanying scriptures, you get a big a, a good understanding of the the kind of comprehensive story of God. Um, and so I encourage you to do it. And, and this is a page. So and, and just quite frankly, the, here's just a editor's note. The first couple of weeks are kind of slow. No. <laughs> at least from my vantage point, <laughs> because it's setting the foundation for the rest of the year. So if, if it's not exciting you, <laughs> hang, with it, hang in there. Hang with it. And one of the keys is the Scripture reading. So at the top there's a Scripture verse that you can go to that chapter and what I encourage you to do is to read some verses ab- before and after to get a perspective, to kind of get a context for that and then read his words of commentary, and then at the bottom, he's got, for further reading, I encourage you to read that chapter. They can sometimes seem disconnected, but what I want you to do is, so read the the Scripture at the top, read the commentary, then go to the Scripture at the bottom, and read it through once, and then pause and say, God, what is it that you want to show me in this? And then go back and read that same chapter more slowly, looking for a takeaway to put in in your journal or wherever you take notes or at the bottom of the page. Um, What is is it God is saying to me? and How is he directing me? Um, The key to good growth is consistent a bit at a time. And so that's why we emphasize this. So that's the first tool. Second tool as I mentioned, um, the treasure principle. Um, this is, you know, this is a God nudge of, of um, because I think we have some things to learn in our affluent culture about what it means to be good biblical stewards of our time, our treasure, our talent, everything about us. Um, and so that's that's the second part, and I want to add the third today. And I'm sure as we go through the year, God will you know, guide us in, in how he wants us to be growing and living right side up. So the third is to intentionally be the light of Christ in practical ways. To intentionally, intensely make it a focus of your life to be the light of Christ in very practical ways. So we go back to Marcy Scobie. And for the, hopefully all of you picked up the idea that that was me, Right? Thelma Schaefer, and I was a little Herbie, but, but you're not allowed to call me that. If you, it has to be Pastor Herbie if you're going to use that, okay? And then I slap you. And we'll turn the other cheek. <laughs> You'll turn the other cheek. That's good. Intentionally reaching out, intentionally being a friend, intentionally inviting, being the light of Christ. So I put some scriptures there for you. Matthew chapter 5. Anybody need a Bible? we got Bibles in the back. They can deliver them. Anybody want one? Okay, if not then turn to Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. For many of you this will be a very familiar passage of Scripture. We refer to it oftentimes because this is our identity. This is this is the identity that Christ has given us. So if we accept Him as Savior and we become His follower, this is who we are. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, right at the top of the Sermon on the Mount, His Manifesto. He says, you are the salt of the earth. And salt, the purpose of salt is to bring flavor. Right? Salt of the earth. Also to preserve by, alive, by uh, being what we're supposed to be. You have the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. And that's what Marcy brought to the Schaefer family. She brought flavor. She brought, um, she, she just made our lives better. And not just with that invitation, just by being a friend for the next year's. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. Light brings understanding. It removes the darkness so that we can see what's really there, what's really true, what's really real. He says that's, what, that's a part of what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to bring understanding by the way that we live, by how we talk, by the attitudes, the relationships that we have. We're supposed to show who Christ is, the real, the real Jesus. A city on a, set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, put it on a stand, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Intentionally be the light of Christ. Intentionally be the light of Christ by shining before others in practical ways. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So intentionally being the light of Christ in practical ways. Now, um, As we talk about this, here's a perspective. A few people are sent as the light of Christ and the salt of the earth to other cultures. Mm -hmm. Most of us will stay in our own culture. But all of us are to be on mission as the salt and the light of Christ. So go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. And last week... In Dave's message, he referred to the Apostle Saul, or or Saul, who became the Apostle Paul, as being set apart. God got a hold of him on the Damascus road and set him apart and sent him, uh, and and, and told him he was going to send him um, to the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 13, we see the fulfillment of that. He says, now there were in the church of Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Notice there's he lists at least five different leaders. They're and my hunch is that there were there were more, but it was just identifying these for a particular purpose. Um, and he identified two, Barnabas and Saul, to be sent, and the rest of them were to stay. Then fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit they went down to Solusia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus and The rest of the book of Acts is mostly the story of what happens because there was a group of Christians in Antioch who were listening, praying, fasting, heard the Holy Spirit, and sent off two of their number while the rest of them stayed back. So, in your outline, those who are sent are representatives. Is that what I said? Yeah, are representatives for those who stay. Those who are sent are represented. So God doesn't send everybody. He sends few, but they represent the ones that are doing the sending. Those who stay are to support those who are sent. So Antioch became headquarters. Antioch became the, the, uh, the key church in the Gentile world. And Antioch would send Funds, they would, they would support, they would pray for them. They they were a place of refuge when they wanted to come back. And so those who stay are to support those who are sent and all celebrate the kingdom work in partnership. So when the sent ones come back with the news of what God is doing through them, they all celebrate because it's of the prayers and the funds and the encouragement and the friendship that has allowed the sent ones to be on the front end. Mm-hmm. And when the sent ones come back and they're discouraged and they're, they're, they need a refuge, then the ones who are at home can provide that for them. And so it's a partnership. In, in Corinthians and Romans, Paul talks about how it's the body of Christ working together that makes it happen. Mm-hmm. All are to be on mission. Matthew chapter 28, turn with me there. Beginning with verse 18. Matthew 28, verse 18. If you're going to say bless you, say it all together. Ready? One, two, three. Bless you. This is a weird church, isn't it? Matthew 28. We, usually, we often read this passage of Scripture as thinking about um, the heroes of the faith. This is what Marcy Scobie was doing. Mm-hmm. As one mom to another, as, as a person who came, became my second mom, who became my encouragement. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. And some um, commentators, some scholars believe that uh, the truest interpretation of that is as you are going. As you are going. If you're living on Share Street in Springfield, Ohio, if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're around the world, as you are going, wherever you are, make disciples of all nations. Just come alongside people and help them come to know Christ and then help them grow in Christ. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and outline for what it means to become a disciple. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. All of us are to be on mission. Amen. All of us are to be the salt and the light of the world. Some are, a few are sent, most are, stay but all of us are to be on mission. So in your outline, there's a, a, a bullet of points I'm just going to refer to. So she talked about what it looks like for her, having been sent. For those of us who stay, we need to support those who are sent. Prayer, finances, encouragement, um, and then live on mission ourselves. And my challenge to you as we as we wrap it up, is who, if we go back to Marcy, Thelma in our family was the, one of her ones. Um, just she befriended, she cared about, she invited. This week, would you take time to pray and ask God, who are the ones in this year that he wants you to intentionally come alongside of? And I gave you a pray daily for them. Contact them at least once a week, once a month. Just spend some time with them befriending and then watching for God's direction to invite. The the key is is, uh, paying attention to God's direction. Paying attention to God's nudges. Not forcing it, just paying attention to God's nudges. So Lord, we uh, pray that you would... um, fire us up about being your salt and your light as we go into this year together and as a church family. um, God, that you would give us your heart and, and the intentionality of being your hands and your feet. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.